We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Damn! We're in a tight spot! Welcome to Music Town. May I service you? Great Scott! It'll never be enough! I only want to hear the Ayah Ding Dong! Ah, as if! Dignity. Always dignity. Hello, welcome to You Watched What? I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. And this week I chose the spectacular anti-hate satire, Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that though, Kate, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. We're recording this on Mother's Day. So it won't be out for a little while, but that's what's going on right now. Yes. Um, I had a lovely breakfast in bed this morning. Lovely. I was made to make coffee scrolls late last night, so they had something to feed me. Bless. I was made a very, very bitter coffee, which I don't know how they managed to do that considering we've just got like a pod machine and I taught them how to do it the night before. And But still, and then they said to me, they go, is it good? I'm like, oh, it's great. And they just had to kind of <laughs> no. put it down and... Oh, bless. Pretend I loved it. But it it was lovely. I had a lovely morning in bed. I was told I wasn't allowed to get up today, but that didn't last long. Just All day? Yeah, they just wanted me to stay in bed all day. I've got a bad back. I can't do that. No. (laughs) And I need a shower and I needed to potter and clean my house. So, yeah, but I've had a lovely morning. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, what have you been watching? What have I been watching this last week? We've been watching a few things in our house. Um, we started off watching or re-watching Modern Family nice. with the kids, which has been really good. I think I only watched up probably halfway through the like the entire series kind of thing. So um, we're still in early days. We're still in season one that we're watching, but I'm kind of looking forward getting through that and seeing all the episodes that I haven't seen. It's it's just it's a classic, easy, funny show mm-hmm. to watch and the kids are, are getting out of it what they need and I'm getting out of it what I think's funny and it's it's pretty good at the moment watching one in family. Awesome. I've also been watching the new Kate Winslet um, series called Mayor of Easttown. It's really, really good. So I started watching that I think last weekend and I binged the first two episodes I think and then I went to watch the third and it wasn't out yet and I was like oh no I've caught it at a time where I can't just sit here for eight hours and watch the whole thing and find out who the murderer is like oh Mm. so Kate Winslet plays a detective in a really tiny town I think in Philadelphia is that where Westchester is it's Westchester. It's kind of near it's, Westchester. It's like the eastern seaboard. It's like yeah. the top, the, the top right corner. Yeah, I think it might I don't be. Know. Oh, I think it may be Philadelphia. Don't, not in America. I don't really know their geography um, at all. No, at all. Oh, Sorry. Well, we probably know more about their geography than most Americans know about Australian geography, though. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, Steph. 
So she plays a detective in a small town. Um, there's a lot of family issues going on. It really gives me Broadchurch vibes. Yeah. Really, okay. really similar. Mm-hmm. So I've got my suspicions on who the murderer is and stuff, just based on my Broadchurch knowledge. Yep, yep. Um, but we'll see how that pans out. But, yeah, I've, the third episode just dropped last week. So I'm looking forward to watching that every week. But, yeah, I am slightly annoyed that I couldn't just sit there and watch the whole thing <laughs> like I did with this other TV show that I, <laughs> I watched this week, which was one of my ones that I watched while I sat there with my hot glue gun and hot glued um, flowers onto tulle for costumes. <laughs> I watched a wild <laughs> and exciting life. I know, but it was great. The kids are back at school. I can oh, yeah. hot glue and sew in peace on my, my lounge room floor while binging a show. And I, it only took me, I think, two days to watch this series. I watched um, the 2018 series Picnic at Hanging Rock. The TV series. I haven't actually yeah. watched that. Yeah, it's very – it was good. It was mm. very stylized. I don't think I've actually seen the movie. I know I haven't read the book. Um, I have memories of snippets of the movie. Yep. So I, I feel like I've seen little bits and pieces, but I don't think I've seen the whole thing because I've got memories of being quite, ooh, this is creepy and scary and like mm. not watching it. I've seen the movie a couple of times and also we both experienced – a school we were competing against doing a picnic at Hanging Rock, uh, Rocker Steadford. Oh, yeah. So that might be where you're getting some of that. I don't oh, know. Maybe. No, I, I remember seeing like nah. dorm rooms on, on the TV. Yeah. Um, and feeling like, oh, this is a bit creepy. Like it. Yeah. So I don't think I watched it's an it. Incredible. So film. I actually didn't really know much of the story. Like I knew the basics that, you know, Miranda goes missing at Hanging Rock. Yes. But I didn't know. Um, much about it yeah but it was really really cool to watch because I live closer to Hanging Rock than I do to like a Kmart or a Target <laughs> so um, it was really exciting strange flex but okay yeah, but no, it was really no, cool yeah. to see Hanging Rock it's that a, we well, go it's to quite it's a, a place bit. we've been a bunch of times it's, yeah. a, it's a very real place and so you have that sense of you know exactly what it's like to be there yeah. When you're watching media about it. it's just weird excitement when you see a cart with um, Macedon Rangers on it and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I live in the Macedon Rangers. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I loved – I actually wrote down a quote that I, I loved and it was um, a guy, he was just addressing a crowd and he said, friends, Melbourneian, Mount Macedonians. And I was like, <gasps> Mount Macedonians? Yeah. Why have I not – heard that and I've lived in Mount Ma- like in and around Mount Macedon air like surrounds like half your life yeah, yeah. and I've never heard that before and I was like sense. oh I'm a Mount Macedonian because yeah Mount Macedon would have been named after that area and because there's Mount Alexander a bit further over someone who was doing the exploring and naming of things had a real crush on Alexander yeah. the Great obviously yeah, but I've never heard that, and it's so yes. obvious. Were well, you going to go around calling yourself a Mount Macedonian? Yeah, now? I'm a Mount Macedonian. You now. should. It sounds awesome. Yeah, but really, it was a really um, cool um, looking series. Really stylized, mm. and yeah, story. And I didn't really understand. I kind of get it now that it, it, it is a little bit time travelly. Yeah. So yeah. 
which I always kind of concluded, oh, she probably got bit. I actually thought it was just the one girl that went missing. This is how little I knew and that she probably was just bitten by a snake or something and Mm. went missing but no it's it's kind of supernatural and wormholey and science fiction it's yeah just thought of a really amazing double feature the original picnic picnic at hanging rock um peter weir film and donnie darko yes that would be such a good double feature yeah it would be yeah it was really really um it was cool to watch what have you been watching kate this week i went out to an actual cinema and watched a movie in wow. a room with strangers. And it, it was terrifying. Uh, that It was a strange experience. It was really nice to go to the movies with a friend, eat some popcorn, mm-hmm. be pretentious and see a foreign film. Mm. Um, it was another round, um, the new Thomas Vinterberg film with Mads Mikkelsen. So it's in uh-huh. Danish. Right. Really good. The idea is there's these four school teachers. The, the main character, played by Mads, is um, kind of having a midlife crisis. He's in a bit of a slump. Mm-hmm. And one of his colleagues brings the idea of some philosopher or whatever has said that we're born with um, a deficit of alcohol in our system and we should be at 0.05 all the time to just oh. – that's our, that should be our natural state. Okay. And so they decide... <laughs> slightly buzzed. Yeah. Always. You should always be lightly buzzed. And so they decide to try it. And with with varying success and then impact on their lives. Well, that would be really interesting for me because I am such a lightweight that for me to even get to 0.05, I think I would be drunk. I think you'd like, have like <laughs> half a like a, a vodka and coke or something and you'd be like, I'm there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how that would go for mm. me personally. It was real look, it was it, I do recommend the film. It was very good. It won it won best um foreign feature at the Oscars. Oh wow. Mm. Awesome. And I haven't seen any of the other films, so but from the Oscar Yeah, from I the know. Oscar, so. It's a bit like that this year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't normally have seen them all. I would normally have seen a handful. I th- actually, I think Soul won Best Animated. Yeah, and I have seen that. There you go. And that was a beautifully animated Disney movie that was it, it was up. It's up there with Up for me. Oh, like wow. the way yeah. that it it um really evoked a lot of emotion and was was a beautiful movie. Cool. I should say that. Yeah. I do, I do You've got Disney animation. Plus. I've got Disney Plus. Yay! Okay. So this week we watched Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you've had seen it before. I'm not. This is one that I'm not assuming that you hadn't seen or I was making you watch for yes. my own purposes. <laughs> um, no, that's So I'm correct. assuming that you had seen it before and enjoyed it before. I did. I saw it at Cinema Nova, the place I was at. Uh, earlier this week it was one of the last movies I saw before the pandemic I saw Jojo Rabbit and um, Parasite before oh yes I still haven't seen Parasite before the 2019 Oscars oh yeah Parasite's it's very good I had seen it in the cinema I think it's a really good movie I did enjoy it although it is also very sad in the way that Taika Waititi is really good yeah he's so good at it and I saw this last year for the first time while we were in lockdown. 
um, I think when it had come out that you available to rent and things. Yep. So we rented it one night and it didn't surprise me that it you have your laughs and it's really funny in parts, but in other parts you're heartbroken mm-hmm. and um, feeling all the feels for things. Um, so I wasn't surprised by that at all. Um, it's just su- it's so great though, mm-hmm. and for such a heavy subject matter, it's really really great. And I've seen a lot of movies based around World War Two, and um, I feel like this is probably the first one in a long time that I've seen that really directly um, talk about Hitler directly. And not yeah. just um, kind of skirt around it that we hate the Germans and and yeah. stuff and really kind of direct it at Hitler, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and at the propaganda machine as yeah. a whole and the impact that – so it sort of starts in early 1945 or in the last days of the war yeah, with a 10-year-old protagonist. So he's grown up he, – th- they've been in the war since he was four. He's mm. grown up under the Nazi regime. This is what happens when you grow up in a propaganda state. Yeah. 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 So we start off um, the movie by meeting our little legend, Jojo. And hearing some Beatles recorded in German. Yeah, Which is pretty great. And we see him talking to himself. And Pumping you, himself up. Yeah, and you think that it's almost – it almost looks like a to-camera moment where he's talking to the audience, but then you realise that he's actually talking to the mirror and to his imaginary friend, Adolf. Yes. Um, which it's, it's kind of funny to say that Adolf Hitler provides all of the comedy breaks in everything that's happening. So Most you get really them. heavy subject matter and then you get a little bit of – Adolf Hitler to lighten the mood. It's kind of a really <laughs> weird thing to, to say out loud. And, yeah. and But that's kind of what's happening. It's exactly what's happening. And I don't think there are many filmmakers that I would I would go to that movie knowing that. Because, I you know, I went in knowing Hitler is in this movie. It's being played by Taika. So, you know, it's going to be yep. funny and that he's just going to take the piss out of Hitler. There are very few filmmakers that I trust. Yes. To get it right and to find that balance of humour and an emotion. Yeah. And to not be not overstep a line. Yeah, not be offensive. Yeah. yeah. So little Jojo's doubting himself and um, Hitler tells him that he's the the bestest, most loyal little Nazi he's ever met and that he's going to be do great when he goes to this Hitler youth camp for the weekend. Oh, God. And some of that's true. He's look, he's a very devoted little Nazi at he that is. point. He loves being a Nazi at he's this point. He's so good at it, which is deeply, Scary. deeply frightening. Yeah, and so then we, we hear the um, German Beatles version of I Want to Hold Your Hand mm. and we get to see... Beatle mania, basically, but for Hitler. Yeah. And um, it was really interesting reading about how that actually inspired Taika Mm -hmm. when he was going through footage and saw um, that it looked so similar to Beatle mania. Yeah. That screaming and that fanfare and like... The hysteria. Yeah, the hysteria of, of seeing Hitler was similar to seeing someone that you... 
an idol. So these these people idolised him and it's something that I hadn't ever seen before. Yeah. Like we see footage in um, history class of it and it's, it kind of looks sombre even hmm. when it's portrayed for us that it still looks sombre and um, just people looking sad and a bit brainwashed. Yeah. I've never seen people actually going, ah, yeah, and clapping and kind of really pumping it up. Yeah, you know, that idea that the victors write the history. In history books and, and in the media, people are making very deliberate choices about what they show. They're not going to show Germans having a good time. I mean, because most of the time, yeah. I guess, during the war, when the war is happening on your doorstep, you're not really having a good time. But oh, you, don't, of you don't really see those other slices of life and people just living their lives. Yeah, no, I hadn't ever seen that. And it hadn't really occurred to me that mm. people were – I knew people would, would have been fanatical and stuff. Yeah. Um, like with any kind of regime or religion, you get people that take it to the extreme and are, are fanatically into it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I hadn't thought about it in that way that there were actually like willing participants mm-hmm. in a way that actually thought it was a good thing and – Yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of felt that even like the regular German people would have just kind of still been going, oh, this is bad. And I'm sure there was a lot like – Yeah. Like, I don't, But I, I hadn't the, really even thought about the regular people going out to cheer on Hitler – when he came to your town. I think when, particularly when I'm thinking now about movies that are about that era. Yeah. Um, all of the movies I can think of that I've seen off the top of my head are either European and, and so that they're set in Europe at that time and mm. are very dramatic or they're American and they're much more likely to be an action movie like yes. how two of the Indiana Jones movies take place during the war and yeah. Hitler actually cameos in um, Last Crusade. The butt of the joke is... Uh, he accidentally, uh, Indy accidentally hands over the book that. Um, that's right. That they, and Hitler like autographs it. Yes, that's um, right. Yeah, you, and you, you, you kind of presented like with really of basic, like, one-dimensional versions of yeah, how inglorious bastards were at the time. and things yeah. like I, that's the one that really was sitting in my mind last night mm. when I was rewatching Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Um, you don't get nuanced yeah, no. portrayals of the Germans. You get really one note either. They're in the army and they're afraid, or the they're in the army and they're a fanatic, or they're a fanatic, or yeah. they're a, an incredibly pure and good person who's hiding Jews and helping people. Yes. You don't get the people who are probably a lot of the people, the middle ground who, like in our day and age, would be people who are still trying to provide for their families and, yeah. and live through a war. They don't want to be in a war and they may or may not have bigoted views, I don't know. Yeah, Exactly. So it was real, yeah. It was interesting, but then we kind of fast forward um, to Jojo being on his Hitler Youth Camp, which I think is, co- which I'm assuming I'm calling it Hitler Youth mm. Camp. They called it Univolk in yep. the movie. Univolk, I think, is I don't know something. Volk is people. I okay. know like five German words. Okay, um, I'm and Jürgen. I'm going to do a. Oh, it's Jürgen Volk, is it? Jürgen Volk, oh, young okay. people. I think that's young, young people. people. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. Then we get to meet Sam Rockwell um, and you mentioned Cabaret and I'm also have just started watching um, Fosse Varden. Oh, I need and to so watch they've that. Just, they've just kind of filmed Cabaret in that yep. first um, – I've only watched the first show, the yeah. first episode. And so 
But he walks in and he actually he says my favourite line of the movie, I think, where he goes, Hell Hitler, guys. <laughs> I just love it. He just kind of sh- it just t- told you so much about yeah. this person. And we get a lot straight of away. exposition from him straight away about why he's at the camp because he um he, he took he got injured at the front and he's lost an eye yeah. and he's He's so he, drinking yeah. and he's very disillusioned yeah. and it's the kind of – so he's, what, Captain Kleitzendorf? Yeah. I'm just going to keep Captain K. I Captain just wrote K. down – he said, you can call me Captain K. So, so, that, we I, so I took that literally and went, okay, I am going to call you Captain K and that's what I've written down throughout all of my notes. Oh, well, they give the children night- – no, he is fantastic. He, I love him. He is a, he's he's so an excellent good in actor. It. He's so good in this because he's a buffoon for most of the movie. Yes. And then at the end he's not but he, – but He's so good at both the buffoonery and I need to watch Fosse Verdon. He's such a good dancer. Mm. Such good casting for that. Yeah, he's so good. Hey, hello, guys. So they get, they, so all these little Nazis get given their knives and we start playing some war games. And that's when we kind of really see that Jojo is a little bit scared he talks a big talk about violence and being unafraid but he's 10 but he's this is when we see that he's he's actually 10 and not a psychopath no when they start playing the 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 fake battle he's very uncomfortable yeah yeah especially when you you hear the older teenagers going now finish him off and you see someone holding a big rock and throw (laughs) it on something you don't see it hit anyone but you're like oh my god the teenage characters I found like extremely unnerving. Oh, they the were first, the, the yeah. creepiest and the, the first point yes. in the movie where I really you get that edge of no, no, no. This is very serious and very bad. These kids are well, because kids. I think because what it is, you've got adults that might know better and are playing along to protect themselves and their families. Your and Captain K's, yeah, yeah Alfie you, Allen's. They're yeah. not. They're invested, but they're not. Fanatical. Yes, and you kind of can understand why they're having to go along with this. Mm-hmm. Then you've got little kids that you know that you could rehabilitate after the war, I guess. But teenagers are so impressionable and this kind of this is when your fanatical stuff can really like imprint on their little developing brains. Mm. It becomes your p- part of your identity yeah, at that point. And that's how it feels that these kids, they're still children but they have so much power yeah. over these other children and they've been persuaded mm. that they are right and that mm. violence and hatred is yeah, good so and what I they should do. I completely understand why you'd be Terrifying. like, yeah, with those teenagers. They were gross. Yeah. So we have at this camp, we've got our war games, we've got Rebel Wilson um, teaching them that Jews have scales because one of them once mated with a fish. Yep. Um, and you've got burning the books. Yeah. Which is well gross and awful and obviously something that happened. I'm not sure if it happened like that, but yeah, it's no. an interesting way of reminding us, like with both the teens and then the book burnings, this was pretty serious. Yeah. And there's like terrible things terrible things were happening. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. Deeply. But I've gotta say, the book burning scene, mm. when it um comes to an end and you see all the tents. Yep. And the, the, the fire flying up was probably one of the most beautifully shot yep. 
um, scenes of the whole movie. It like is. it looks spectacular. Mm. And in that, the, 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 there's a, a shot where the children are, I think it's gone into slow motion, the children are just gleefully throwing yeah, books into the fire. L- well, of course Not they really are. Underst- they don't understand what Who they're doing. Who doesn't love a bonfire? Well, almost everyone in our, our family. family <laughs> Because there's definitely some very pyromania, pyromania <laughs> yeah. running through our dad's side. So yeah, I fully get the, the, the children. That's it. The children they don't understand yeah, they what they're it. doing. And behind they don't Jojo, get the significance of why they're burning yeah. these books. Or what the books are? Jojo and Yorkie are throwing books oh, in Yorkie. and they're looking happy. And behind them is Captain K just looking very miserable, very despondent. Right. I had, didn't notice tw- that. I don't think I re- recall it from the first time I saw okay. it. And this time I really noticed. I think because I went in with this viewing, knowing, knowing Sam Rockwell's yeah, character. Yeah, see, I arc. watched it a year ago yeah. and I um, I knew that I loved it, but I hadn't actually retained too much of the storyline. So yep. watching it again, I was like, oh, that's right. This happens. Oh, mm. yes. I knew the, the, the big major things. Yep. But the I didn't really remember too much about Captain K. Yeah, um, he made a big impression on me. And I, look, oh, I've seen a lot of Sam Rockwell movies, and I love him. He's he, oh, he's just amazing he's so in this talented. movie. There were a bunch of things that same uh, that Jojo did that I had forgotten. Jojo. Yeah, yeah. So once we we've seen the book burning. We go to a scene of um, Jojo and Yorkie, and oh they're God. laying in their tents. And this just showed me because I've got a ten-year-old. Yeah. And it shows me the whole how confident they can be. Yep. But like Jojo's saying that, you know, how much he hates Jews and he could easily kill a Jew like that. Mm. And he tries to click and he can't can't click. click. And it's just like, oh, you're such a little boy still. You can't even click. And he has to clap his hands. And And I thought, oh, darling. It was, it Mm. was. This is what Taika does brilliantly. You feel at the exact same time. A, a being a parent of a 10-year-old, you see that's what 10-year-olds do. He, the children um, in his movies and are children. Yes. And, like, the way that Jojo was pumping himself up. He would have been up, 10 and, at filming as well. I like, believe so. Or um, pretty young, actually. We can look up the exact – But he was, I think he was 9 or 10 or 11. Right he was the right age. And so you get this view of, like, that this real sadness of – this kid is talking up this big game of these horrible, horrible things. Claiming that he's capable of murder. And yeah. And that's, you feel so sad for yeah. this kid. But at the same time, you have a giggle because he's 10 and yeah. can't click. And mm. it was just – it's just – it's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. He no. has – and as a, as a 10-year-old, he's timing. He's – oh, mm. Amazing! Yeah, he's spectacular. He oh. won a few. I think he was nominated for a number of young actor awards, and he, and he did win at least one. Yeah, comic timing at ten yeah. is like to to comic do. Comic timing is hard. It's hard, at but he age. did. He did like tried to click a couple of times, and then he just held it just long enough before he clapped to make to really hit home of yeah. oh that it was it was really funny that scene yeah really really funny and. One of the other reasons I went into this film pretty confident that it was going to be good, that it was going to be worth seeing, is because Taika Waititi has worked with children a number of times with yes. Boy, which is such oh, a boy. good movie. We need to we need to talk about. We're going to have to end up doing all of Taika's movies, I yeah, think, probably. because they're all just fabulous. And talking about this is keeps reminding me of. of similar themes and the way those themes are handled in yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, yes. The way that you get a lot of humour up front mm. and then you find out some things later that are that it just punches to the gut mm. in, emotionally. Yeah. 
But his children, the children in his movies act like children, like Jojo running down the street street at the start of the movie, kind of being a child. Yeah. But there's the, the silliness as well as the seriousness yes. and the way that they can be kind of wise beyond their years and then literally unable to click, click their, their fingers. fingers. Or um, tie their shoelaces. Or tie their shoelaces. a big point that gets made too. Yeah. That he, he can't tie his shoelaces he's, yet. He's still very much a child. How is he going to kill a Jew if he can't even tie his shoelaces? Exactly. Yeah. So we then have the next morning and we're going through this part pretty – it's this this part, this is a really important setup setup to the movie. Um, there's a, there's a lot of character. It's again, Tiger is such an efficient filmmaker. We get a lot of exposition. We get a lot a lot of information. Yeah, really about the we're characters only like quickly. ten minutes into the movie at this yeah. point, and a very clear idea of like it, you can you can work out pretty much exactly when in time this is happening. Not exactly where in Germany, but you get a lot of context about the war, yeah. how it's going, really yes. really quickly and efficiently. Yeah. So the teens that we, we've spoken about um, try to get Jojo to kill a rabbit and he's just like, well, they kind of ask the whole crowd, like, who, who would kill? And he's like, yeah, I would. And they hand him a rabbit and he can't do it. He puts it down and tries to shoo it away, which mm. one of the, the teens then picks up and breaks its neck and throws it away. Um, and then they start mocking him, going, oh, you're a scared little rabbit. And that's how he gets his name, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. rabbit. But they start going, Jojo Rabbit, and, and really kind of make a point of it's – and you kind of feel like, oh. Just these, because they've yeah. been radicalised, I don't have a lot of sympathy for these children at this point. Yeah, they're, no. They're, 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 they're being awful. And they also – this is where we find out that Jojo's dad is actually missing in action. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they feel that he's abandoned – is that what they call it? They're, yeah. He's he's um he's deserted. He's deserted. Yeah, he's deserted the German army, mm. and no one's heard from him in two years. Mm. Um, and I think this is the first time that Jojo <laughs> hears yes. of this as well. Yeah, yeah. Jojo strongly believes that his father is a good I German soldier, yeah. off fighting for the the Nazi cause. That's Just, right. Yeah, we we learn really quickly. Yeah, that doesn't actually seem to be. True. Yeah. So Jojo is quite upset by all this, um, and so he goes for he goes and sits on a log and gets a pep talk yeah, from his he gets a, imaginary friend Hitler. Yeah, and he really tells him, you know, don't worry about what people think of you. People say all sorts of nasty things about him, like, "Oh, this guy's a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get us all killed. What a psycho." <laughs> And, and I just – It's true. It's so, it is true. But I love how he's – because it's so something yeah. that I would say to – well, not those specific things, but like to one of my kids, it would be the kind of pep talk, talk that I yeah. um, would give them because I've always actually – I actually feel really lucky in my life that I've never given a shit what people think of me. It's true. I've always and been I jealous of that. And I don't know – I don't know how that's happened <laughs> – we were raised the same. It's just, and I just don't care what people think of me. Something about your personality, you inherited. Maybe it's a bit of zero fucks to give and birth order. But exactly, you've all, you've never had any fucks to give. None, and it's always made you very cool and very capable oh, of just. I've never. No one's ever called me cool. Oh, well, 
Is this why you were popular at school? You were just inherently cool. Well, I and wouldn't never say I was sh- popular. I, at school, mm. I felt like I got along with everyone. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was in the popular group. You weren't group. in the popular group, but everybody um, liked you. Yeah, I got along with everyone. I could sit with anyone at lunch or hang yeah. out with anyone. And yeah. I also can talk to anyone. Yes. That's why I became a hairdresser for a while mm-hmm. because I can just talk to whoever. So – Hitler's advice was actually pretty good because – Which makes me think, mm, this is stuff he's heard from his mum before. Yeah, of course, of course, through his idol. Yeah. Um, it's not actually what Hitler would be saying. No. Um, his mum, actually, when you think about it, when she does appear in the narrative, she is good with a pep talk. She is very oh, positive. She's so fun she's too. A great, she's, she's a great character. She's so good. But, yeah, you, you – I would be saying the same thing to my kids, like something mm. that I always – I haven't actually said to my kids yet, but I know I've said to plenty of girlfriends at times that what other people think of you is none of your business. Mm-hmm. Don't don't sweat that. Don't sweat what people are saying or thinking about you because if you're being a good person and you know you're being brave or doing the right thing, then who cares what they're saying? Mm-hmm. So It's excellent life advice. It's true. Good on – Adolf Hitler for getting that through to to Jojo at that time. Can I mention how creepy the blue contacts are? I just found visually. I don't know if I even clocked that. I think I noticed it the first time I saw it. I noticed it very much like the first scene when he's giving the pep talk. I'm going to have to watch this again to to see these things that you're mentioning. Because I found those. Because I don't know if I even clocked that, but of course. Even though Hitler didn't actually have blue eyes, this is a choice they made oh, in the okay, filmmaking. Right. Because right. JoJo I feels. I found it really yeah. strange that the whole Hitler, like, you've got to be blonde and blue eyed. But I was always like, he's got dark hair though. Yeah. I never understood that. But I, mean, I, everything that I've seen of Hitler's black and white. So I've never noticed his eyes. Exactly. And it was something the first time I saw it, I had this moment of, oh, well, I guess he had blue eyes. And then have later researched and then noticed it again in this viewing that. Thanks. Crack it open. <laughs> I was going to wait um, for you to finish your because <laughs> now you've lost your, your you've no, lost okay. your rhythm. Now you've thrown him off his rhythm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Hitler did not meet that Aryan ideal, and I think the idea was they gave him the blue contacts because Jojo would think would think that because that's he it. also would have only ever yeah. seen him in black and, and white. And that's so true because it's 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 his imaginary friend, so mm. it's his view. Of um, Hitler. Yeah. Which also then lets them get away with the fact that I think they did a bit with makeup and prosthetics to make Tyker look Hitlery enough, mm-hmm. but not, still handsome yeah. like Tyker. Well, still like Tyker, the <laughs> self described Polynesian Jew. Yeah, that's who right. he was pretty thrilled when it was announced he was going to be playing this character. It was like, yeah, that would really. Yeah, it's the biggest annoy fuck you that yeah. you can give, isn't it? So after this pep talk, Jojo runs back into the camp where Captain K is doing a grenade demonstration and Jojo, you know, he's just been pumped up and, and you know, feels that he's really brave, just keeps running past Captain K, grabs the grenade, throws it, it promptly hits a tree, lands at his feet and blows Jojo backwards yeah something I wasn't expecting the first time I saw it yeah, no it didn't, oh it so it really kind of threw me and I, I knew that we were going to stay with this character for the rest of the film yeah so you know that nothing me. really bad's going to happen and then one of my favorite things happen 
is that you know he's on he's been taken to hospital he's on his stretcher and he looks up and he can see Hitler and he gives him a really bloody thumbs <laughs> up <laughs> Oh, so oh we, poor Jojo. So we get all of that injury and early recovery, like from Jojo's perspective. Yeah, and it's when we finally get to meet his mum, oh, played Rosie. by Scarlett Johansson. She's Rosie. just oh, she's so good in she this. She's so good in it. Mm. Did she win anything for this, or she would have been nominated? I'm not I feel sure. like she was nominated for this and Marriage Story, which I still haven't seen oh me either and um, laura dern won for marriage story right okay so yeah she got best supporting actress okay. so yeah it was they were in the same year let me just double check laura dern's really good i've just been watching oh, her in big little liars um she's so good she's i'd forgotten how fabulous she is she's incredible so scarlett johansson was a double nominee mm-hmm. for the for the 2019 year so the ceremony that took place in 2020 for best performance by an actress in a leading role for Marriage Story uh-huh. and for supporting in Jojo Rabbit. Uh-huh. And she lost Jojo Rabbit to her oh. co-star Laura Dern. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we meet Rosie. Um, we learn pretty quickly that Rosie isn't as, you know, into the whole Hitler thing and the the... the yeah. She's not on the side of war that you would expect her to be on when she's got a kid that's just been sent off to the Hitler youth camp. Yeah. He's a he's a tiny little fanatic and she's very clearly very blase. Yeah. Quite honestly anti war and clearly humoring him. Yes. About, but in a in but a I loving think also way. in a way that to keep him safe and her family safe. Definitely. Like, that then they don't have a big target on their back. If I've got a son and I'm sending him off to Hitler youth camp then you know, they're not going to be looking at me so much. I'm complying. Yeah. So we, we kind of find this out when we're walking through the town square and you see the hanging bodies of the people who have, you know, the – what do you what would you call – like their – Dissidents? Yeah. People, people, people who, who are, are resisting the regime. Yeah, the resistance. Yeah, yeah people in the resistance. Um, and Jojo asks her, like – what did they do? And, and she says they um what they could. And he looks away. He doesn't want to look. And she She turns, turns his, his head. head. No, and doesn't make him look for long, but she makes him see. Yeah. And say so this is this is what's happening. Yeah. Um and they did what they they could. And that's when you kind of go, All oh, right, okay. We know where Rosie stands yep. now. So that's a pretty serious moment, but then we go back into the humour when we go to um the Hitler Youth headquarters, yeah. and we meet the clones. Oh, the clones, yes. Who are played by twin brothers who are the actor who plays Jojo. Um, but they're his, his twin younger brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. They're Roman. Roman Griffin Davis. Great name, actually. So they're his twin they're brothers. His younger brothers, they yeah. They nothing like him. No, they're just, I mean, they're blonde, but I wouldn't have picked that at all. Yeah, no, wow. They did really yeah, well so when they got we this meet, family. We meet the clones and they kind of have to assign Jojo a job because he can't go to school because he's in rehab for his accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get him hanging up propaganda posters around the town. Mm. Um Nice little visual effect where one of the Hitler ones he's putting up as his hand moves over it flashes between an actual historical photo of Hitler and Taika pulling a face. Yeah. Just a nice little visual Yeah, really, really good. So um, Rebel Wilson tries to give him a gun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
God. Rebel's great comedy relief in yeah. it too, isn't she? She's super broad and over the top and it's look at work. She's really yeah, good. She's really, really good in it. So Jojo um, comes home after his, I think it would have been early days of doing this job where he's got to hang up all these propaganda pictures and he starts to hear some noises coming from upstairs. Mm. Um, so he goes into his sister's room and at this point we've had no mention or seen a sister. Mm. So you kind of go, well, what's going on? Yeah, we go into yeah. a room which is very clearly a girl's room. Um He's a little detective though because he's kind of looking around and he sees some scrapes on the floor and quickly kind of realises that there's a bit of a fake wall there and mm. opens up a door. He, he um, climbs into a tiny little room and he finds Elsa living in there. Now Elsa is a young Jewish Lady, mm-hmm. woman, young girl. About 17, I about think. About 17, who is being um, hidden by Rosie. Yeah. And Jojo's had no idea this whole time. And he's not into it. He's pretty no, angry. He's he's angry and scared. Yeah. Like he, more, he more scared, really. Yeah, he's really scared because he's hearing all these horrible things about Jews. Like this is the point where you kind of realise that Jojo's view – of Jews kind of almost is supernatural. Yeah, they've been made into monsters. He feels that like they're blood-sucking, awful monsters, which I never really – it didn't occur to me that that was the kind of propaganda that was happening. There is ongoing – it's called the blood libel and it's Mm -hmm. it's where anti-Semites say – basically have have made up bullshit stories. I don't even know if it is that old, but um, they – have made up bullshit stories about Jewish people using Christian blood and Christian children's blood in rituals. Okay. And so that's where a whole lot of that that blood-sucking monstrous stuff comes from is this idea that ultimately Jewish people are monsters who will mm. drink blood. Never been true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's But it's used as a way of saying, well, actually these, these people are terrible and – the problem is you start with these people are doing terrible things and then you step onto the, you know, are these people even really people? And once mm. you've hit the point where you're sort of questioning whether or not uh, a, they're people a person or not. Who, yeah. of a different ethnicity or, or religion is a really person. a person yeah. or has all the same rights, yeah. it is a fast downhill slide yeah, into fascism from slope. there. Yeah. So Jojo's told by Elsa that, he, you know, that she's a secret. He, he, she can't – he can't tell anyone that he – seen her or she'll cut his little Nazi head off Mm -hmm. Um, and he's petrified but he does tell his mum that night that he's seen his sister's ghost Mm -hmm. upstairs so that's when we kind of learn that his sister's passed away and she's just like oh I'm living with a crazy person it's (laughs) rats you're hearing rats and kind of brushes it off with that Um, yeah and and then you see Rosie go up and tell Elsa that she needs to be more quiet because Jojo's kind of twigging on to something mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So this a really it's the really sad it's that when it starts to get quite sad. It ma- it's made it real. At this point in the movie we we're, we're bouncing mostly between humor and then these moments of um darkness. Yes. And but then Elsa shows humor. up and reminds yeah. yeah and Elsa shows up and reminds you it's real people's lives. It's real on the line people's here. lives. Yeah, like it's 
awful with what's what's happening. Yep. She doesn't go into details but mentions that her parents have gone to a place you don't come back for, from. So we're assuming it was a camp. Yeah. So then we um we get to Jojo's still in rehab, so he's off school and so he's out and about with his mum and um kind of they're having, you know, a bit of fun. And um, we get some really good looks at uh, Rosie's shoes at this point. Yeah. And it's really interesting because how it's shot, you really take note of her shoes. Well, yes. I, I did on both occasions. Same. So, oh, those shoes are beautiful and they're magnificent and they're kind of a really focal yep. point. The costume designers made some very specific choices that are period appropriate but, yeah, really distinctive. Yeah, and so you kind of know to you, you know to take note of her shoes and we, without knowing that you're taking note of her shoes. We get a couple shots like this yeah. when at the river and, and also at the pool when he's having physio yes. and she walks into frame. So, yeah, yeah, you take notice of these shoes without you noticing. Knowing and you – but – you need to and you need to take notice of her shoes, basically, yeah. and you kind of know that without knowing that you need to take notice of her shoes. Which is something I love. I love just amazing directing. <laughs> yeah, I love that kind of foreshadowing where where you you know I'm being given an important piece of information. I don't have the context for it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know why I yeah. need to know this. Yeah, yeah. So then we're at the pool. He's doing his rehab, and um, he starts kind of asking questions to Captain K and to Rebel Wilson's um, character, whose and name I can't. I can't remember, and I've got it written later. But also, um, Lily Allen's little brother Alfie, Alfie <laughs> whose name I don't re- not remember in from the movie either. Freddie they're, something. They're big full. Who hasn't even spoken at this point. He's been a so- he does speak does later he? in the film, but he's almost okay. completely silent. Yeah, he's just always there though. He's yes. his little sidekick. But or Jojo, maybe something more. Yeah, well, mate, well, yes. Yeah. Um, so Jojo starts kind of asking them questions about like, how would Jews I know? and how would I know if I saw one? Who and would I tell? Then he kind of he's kind of made up. He's hypothesized in his head that well, his mum must have been hypnotized. Oh, he obviously. kind of feels that they're mind readers and can have mind control. So he's kind of said, well. Can Jews hypnotize people to get them to hide them? And then Captain Kay's like, "Oh no, don't be stupid." And then Rebel butts in with that. Well, yes. Ha- yes, it can. It happens to my <laughs> uncle, and um, and tells quite- a rambling <laughs> yeah. story of her uncle who had a gambling problem or yes. something. Which is kind of – it's a very funny way of pointing out that yeah, people were just blaming all of Everything. life's problems on this Jews. this yeah. group. Yeah, here is a disenfranchised group that we know he blame had an inappropriate on. relationship with his with her sister, and it was all the Jews' fault. Yes, obviously, because yeah. he couldn't have done any. He made any of those decisions on his own. Yeah, so he tells he tells Captain K that he's going to start documenting yeah. stuff. He's going to write the he's book. He's going to write on a how book how to recognize yeah. a Jew to help Hitler. Yeah, it's exactly the kind of way a child might wildly misinterpret what is a sensible thing to do in this yes. situation. Yeah, so he's come up with this plan. So he goes and he, he wants to start. it's also been made clear to him that he can't he can't dob Elsa in. No. Because then his mother. His mum will, yeah, will get in trouble. Yeah. And it's he's, he's really in a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. with what he can do. But he decides he's going to start interviewing Elsa and um, collecting as much information he can about Jews. And she tells him that they're all demons who love money <laughs> and they love shiny things and they're allergic to foods like cheese and meat. And he kind of clues on them that she's 
you know, being sarcastic and yeah. that's not actually the case. But it's the first time in his tiny little life that he it's actually occurred to him that, oh, some of these stories might not be true. Yeah. Yeah, and they, he, I think he kind of has a go back at her because at some point she ends up grabbing him and kind of says, you're not, you, you're not, um, we're not weak, you know, the Jewish people, we're not weak, we're descended from those who wrestle angels and mm. kill giants. We're God's jo- chosen people. Yeah. yeah, and you, you're just chosen by a pathetic man who can't grow a full ma- moustache. It's a fantastic burn. Such a great burn. <laughs> and it's quite a tense moment. Yeah. Yeah. So he later on he's downstairs with Hitler and him and Adolf see Rosie burning something and they're a bit kind of like, oh, what's she burning? What's she burning? And this is when you kind of also go, okay, so Rosie's really out there in the resistance. She's not just objecting. Yeah, she's, no. She's, she's acting. actively doing something. Yeah. yeah. So and she still manages to, you know, have humour mm-hmm. and – and show love and affection for her child. Yeah. She's not just wallowing in a depression and No. She is a tough cookie. Yeah. The town starts to prepare prepare for invasion. We see Yorkie in his paper uniform. Oh. Yorkie's just gorgeous, isn't he? He's also a very good young actor. Yeah. He's very funny. He's just gorgeous. We we get a scene at one point where She's talking to Jojo about that he will find love and yes, um, she ties by the river. Yeah, they're walking by the river and she ties his shoelaces together. There's a lot of shoe tying mm-hmm. happening. It's really quite significant the shoe yes. tying. So she t- she's like, oh, you you know, oh, your shoes undone, and it's another kind of dig that he can't tie his shoes. But she ends up tying his shoelaces together so he can't <laughs> walk, and um, she calls him shitler, and it's. <laughs> Like you can see that she's really pokes a bit of fun yeah. at him. And she's trying to make him take himself a little less seriously because he's a very serious yeah, little very, boy. Well, as you would expect when your whole your whole life that you can remember is the war. Is the war. He yeah. wouldn't have memories or very, very few memories of before the war. True. You know, so he would be a very serious he's not yeah. So yeah, when we we um, meet Yorkie in his paper <laughs> suit, oh we actually gosh. see Jojo's wearing some, and there's a few other kids, and they're wearing some kind of ro- cardboard robot. Oh, that's right. Because they're collecting they're collecting scrap metal, and I yeah. assume for shrapnel for for. I think throughout the war in a lot of countries that were participating in the war, there was a lot of we need metal for munitions. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it would be, even though at this point. It's function. It's not literally over, but it's functionally over. They're losing and they're going to lose. It's just yeah. a matter of when. Yeah. But it's 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 part of the propaganda machine keeping yes. people motivated, motivated. I guess. So in his little robot costume, where he's a so little cute. less <laughs> recognizable, <laughs> so cute. Um, Jojo spots his mother out on the tent, which I think is the last time we see we her. We see her. Yeah. Spots I think so. her leaving. Some leaflets around about freeing yeah. Germany. Yeah, because he walks up after and picks it mm. up and sees that that's what, what she's said. been doing. We um, had her last sort of full scene up in the attic with Elsa where they talk about what it's like to be a woman because Elsa yeah. is is not getting the opportunity to be a young woman. No, and and she's afraid that she never will. Yeah, and we don't know how long she's been living in their wall space either. Mm. Like 
whether it's only a recent thing or whether she has been there for four years or a year. Yeah. Like Rosie's last full scene is in the attic with Elsa yeah. talking about Elsa's missing her opportunity to be a young woman mm. and she's not sure that she will ever actually be safe to have that yeah. chance. And, yeah, she's about 17, I think. So yeah, I think so. Her life hasn't been safe since since about being Jojo's age. Yeah, it's, God, it's a long time, isn't yeah. it? So when Jojo gets home, he goes and sees Elsa and gives her some pencils and um, lets her have a bath so we can really see that he's... He's genuinely trying to be nice to Elsa. You can see that he's warmed to her. her. Yeah, he's warmed to her across because we haven't really detailed it because there's a a chunk of the movie where we get to have a lot of time where Jojo is talking to Elsa. Jealous about her because she says that she's got a fiance, Nathan, and Jojo is really (laughs) Jojo goes (laughs) and researches Nathan's favorite poet so he can better and more accurately write a. Dear John breakup letter from yeah. from Nathan who I apparently know, now no like, longer wants so, to marry I know, Elsa. And it's so sweet because the minute that um, he sees that he's upset Elsa, yeah. um, he backtracks and goes, oh, there's another letter oh, it's saying, <laughs> oh, I don't actually want to break up with you. I don't want you to. <laughs> I don't want you to die of heartbreak or something. So, yeah, yeah. you can see you can see across uh, that that section of the movie. He's really warm to her. He likes her. And at this point, I think I think the breakthrough is seeing what his mother's doing, and he has this moment of uh, not just I like her, but I should show kindness. I should actually be kind yeah. to Elsa. Yeah, our family values aren't maybe what I thought they were. Kind yeah. of thing. Maybe she's not a monster. She's yeah. actually a person I care That's about. Right. If my mum is letting her be here, yeah, then. Maybe it's okay. Mm-hmm. So then we get a, a knock at the door and we get the wonderful Stephen Merchant oh. there. He's not in the movie for very long, no. but he's so good. Do you know who he looks like? Who? He looks like the villain from um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Dr. Doom. Yeah. Judge Doom? Oh, Judge Doom. Judge Doom. Yeah, he does, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. Oh. They all kind of do. Well, they all look the same too. He's, yeah. He's, he stands out as the tallest and he does a great he, – he's so good in this because he is always smiling and the smile mm. never reaches his eyes. It's mm. that cold, fake smile. Mm. It's so creepy. Yeah. And he's very tall. Yeah. And I think it's in some of the scenes – I mean, performing with a child when you're over six foot, um, you're going to look tall. I think when Sam Rockwell shows up – Sam Rockwell is – you know, notoriously not a not a tall man. He's I, I looked it up. Oh, he's okay. one point seven five meters. So you know, taller than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephen Merchant is just over two meters. Oh, wow. They really play that up, yeah. and I think ma- he might be on a box or some of that because I think okay to make they, to really they have him towering over him. But yeah, yeah, because Captain the Gestapo show up. Yeah, the, the Gestapo, secret police. Yeah, they show up and they want to. They they're going through the house. So you kind of then you. Your heart breaks instantly because you kind of know, oh, they're onto it. Yeah. They know what's going on. They know Rosie's But being. it's also when you work out – because Captain K appears. On a – out of breath, carrying his bike. Yeah, he's bolted Freddy there. Freddie Finkel. Ah. He's bolted there. He's bolted there. So he knows what's going on and he's yeah. come in to protect protect them. Yeah. Well, protect Jojo. Yeah. Um, 
everyone's a little bit startled when Elsa pops out and she's dressed in some of Inga's, um, Jojo's sister's clothes. Um, clothes and proclaims that she is Inga. Um, they they make her get the papers and stuff. And this is another moment where you know that Captain K, you kind of clue on that, okay. Yeah. Because he instantly steps in to take those papers. He doesn't he, let anyone else look at those papers. Yeah, he looks at the papers. And you know he's really disillusioned at this point and you just don't know how far that that's gone. You don't know if he yeah. is – you don't know. Well, look, there to help – but you don't know how far he's no, willing to help. That's right. He'll help Jojo, but but will he help? But you Elsa? kind of also know he's he's more interested in designing his costume for the final battle oh. than actually fighting. My God, and actually being into why they're fighting. I and can't stuff. believe that this is one of the things I had <laughs> forgotten. But it's, it's oh no, it's actually one of the things that I had remembered. <laughs> oh, it was pretty memorable. I had also forgotten that. When we see him in that costume, he's gone full eye makeup too. Oh, yeah, the eyeliner. He looks like a rock god from so, the 80s. Oh, my God, he does though. It's At this point, we're still very much bouncing between a Captain K who is a, a buffoony character yes. and, then, and then a very, very serious and quite powerful character. And yeah. in this moment, that pause where we're waiting when he's looking at um, Inga's papers and yeah. then tells her that she should get an updated photo. Yeah. He realised that he, he is going to protect her. Yeah. I know. Because he asks her date of birth and she gives it as the 1st of May and then it's not until everyone's left the house that mm. – And we think know, they're safe, yeah, at least and, for now. And Elsa's crying and she says, "I, you know, she's born on the 7th of May. I got that wrong. They'll be back. Mm. Um, and you kind of oh, – I never doubted that Cap- – I kind of – at that point yeah. I was like, no, no, you're you're protected. Yeah, Captain K will do what he can also because he's implicated now. He's let – yeah, he's, he's not going to go he, back and yeah. – He knows that that's not Inga and he's not going to do anything no, about it. No, he's not. Not at all. But they don't know that and Elsa's right not to trust him. Yeah. So, you know, Jojo's going through the town then after after mm. that happens and Hitler, the town's all preparing for the battle. Yeah. Hitler keeps popping up to Jojo and he's starting to just – he's being more and more deranged and sounding more yeah. and more like actual – Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we see um, oh this God. is the part where your heart is just about – it just breaks because you see Jojo, Jojo follow a, a blue butterfly and he follows it and he's looking at this this beautiful butterfly and it takes him right to his mum's fabulous shoes that are now hanging. Yeah, I'm, cr- because I'm tearing up again just Because they've about caught it. his mother and it's just <laughs> – And she's been hanged in the town square. Yeah, and made an example of mm. – and we don't ever see like a close up of his mum hanging. We mainly see her shoes, but he ties her shoelace, and you kind of go, "Oh, he can tie her shoelace." And that's the bit that gets me, and then it's he, actually about dignity. I know, and he tries to give her this small dignity. Yeah, and yeah, and I'm crying again shoe, just thinking about it. Yeah, and hugs her legs like like any little kid does to their mother at some point yeah. in time. And just sits um, there for a while. Yeah, and then just with sits her. there under under her, with her. And it's it's heartbreaking. It is so moving. It's heartbreaking. And and you don't really know what's gonna happen now. Like He's what fucked. does Jojo do? <laughs> He's at in this a point? lot of trouble. <laughs> Jojo finally not wearing his his little Hitler youth uniform. He's wearing yeah. normal 
1940s children's I, I kind of called it their surviving montage yeah. of, of them just kind of getting on with it and yep. sh- living as well as they can. He's hunting through bins for food. Yeah. He, yeah, surviving. Surviving. And like he – it's a kind of – I think it's around this point that he asks Elsa what what's the first thing she's going to do when she's free and she says to him that she will dance. Which is beautiful, and it's but it's him. so true. Yeah. Like I, I, I can imagine. Well, that's what you do when you're happy, and that's what Rosie has shown us and told him that you do when you're free dancing. Yeah, is for yeah, exactly. Makes you free. It's, it's it's really gorgeous because also at that point you realise that he understands that they're going to lose, and mm. it's good because Elsa will be free. Yeah, exactly. In those preparations, like as the invasion is happening, um, we see Yorkie again, and he blows up the shop front. <laughs> oh, bless like Yorkie's little heart! Have munitions? I don't I know, know if that really happened or not. I don't either. I kind of I don't want to know. <laughs> I would hope that it wouldn't, but at not, this point, I would not be surprised if last days of war that's anything factual can or not. Who knows? And Yorkie fills Jojo in on the recent. The news and the propaganda, some of mm. it is propaganda about what the Russians and um, Americans will do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they'll, they'll kill your baby. Like, they'll eat, eat, eat your babies, babies and, and fuck your dogs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I don't think Yorkie said the F word, but. Oh, he says, he definitely says screw your dogs. Yeah, it's pretty. I think he says they'll have sex with your dogs and then he's like, oh, if they're going to screw our dogs, yeah. then. <laughs> it's just like, oh, these little kids. And he. Breaks it to Jojo that Hitler's dead. Yeah, Hitler's dead. They might have picked the wrong side. He blew his brains out and apparently he was doing a lot of terrible things and not telling them. Yeah. I think that's a reference to how much of the Holocaust wasn't publicly known until the end of the war. Uh, See, that's so interesting because you kind of forget that it's not a – we live in a time where we've got so much information and like the country that we live in, we don't – there's not as much repressed information as yeah. like if we lived in it, North Korea or it could be um, better. We're definitely not quite at the level of press freedom that we should be. Yeah, definitely. But we have both state operated but independent media, and I think the problem is not the state the state operated media. No, it's the, I think it's the, the commercially owned yeah. stuff oh, and the yes. federal government interfering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you can understand how that. Wouldn't be publicly known, I guess. In a in a dictatorship, it's got to be a lot yeah. easier to. Well, I mean, yeah. Look at China; you you mm. have a lot more control of the information. Yeah. So we've got bombs going off everywhere, and then that's when we get to see our glam rock. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Captain y- K. Yorkie, Yorkie, um, Yorkie's costume is falling apart. I oh, know. Um, his he, poor he, little paper. He's a paper soldier. <laughs> thought you were dead. No, it seems like I can never die. I'm going to go home and see my mother. I need a cuddle. Sam Rockwell's amazing glam rock. Oh, my God. Yeah, eyeliner and all. The tassels, the... The studs on his Finkel is carrying the um, gramophone to pump out the music that will... um, be a distraction No, he's to the just enemy. going out in a blaze of glory. He knows that he's he probably done over. some real bad shit in mm. the last few years and he's just going to go down with the ship, basically. He's, he's going to flame out. Yeah. So then we get the – it's so – it's such a great scene when um, they've lost the war 
and all I, I assume they're American soldiers. Yeah, they kind of round him up because he's wearing a military jacket and they kind of Oh, yeah, Rebel Wilson thrusts a jacket on him yeah. probably right before she's exploding. I yeah, think. I know. That's a great yeah. scene too. Um, and that's where um, Captain K, is, he goes and sits next to Captain K who's basically waiting to be executed. Yeah. Or taken off somewhere to mm. a con- – I don't know, prob- probably executed. The way the scene plays out, I'm pretty sure that they are executed and I'm also pretty sure it's a war crime. Again, it's not something – I don't know if it happened or not. But, yeah, um, Jojo's been rounded up by the opposition, the Mm. enemy, and there's a bunch of German soldiers waiting for something. And Captain K's there and they he says to him, you know, I'm really sorry to hear about Rosie. Um, she, she was, was a, a good person. Yeah, she was a good person. A real good person. And they have a they have a moment and he rips his jacket off him mm. and pushes him away and says, Get away from me, you you Jew. And so that's he kind of lets Jojo escape. He saves his life. He, he saves his life. They're going they, he feels like he's gonna be killed anyway, so you know, yeah. save save the boy. Yeah. He goes home and tells Elsa that Germany has won the war. What? What? Why has he done this? Why? I'm not what's sure. Your, I'm not sure. He's 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 very confused at this point. The that last moment with um Captain K, I can't remember how I reacted when I first saw it because I I did lose it. Um, I remember losing it when Jojo finds Rosie's been hanged. But I don't yeah. remember this part, and I didn't. I, I remembered that Captain K saves him. Yes. But I didn't really remember how it played out. Yeah, I hadn't remembered that part at all. So this viewing, so it's like more than a year, this viewing, I just lost it at that moment. Just like, just had this burst of ugly sobbing at that Mm. moment because Sam Rockwell is so, just like we we get, we look in his eyes. Yeah, he's so good. And he's just so open and raw and Yeah, I think he's made big realisations about himself and his life and what he's done and whether it was good or bad. and He's about he's to die and he's got one last good act in him that he can yeah. do one one more good thing. Sam Rockwell's the, the, uh, the amount of buffoonery and also – Yeah, his range. Oh, just in this one role. Mm. Was he nominated? I feel like he was actually. No, he was nominated. He won for – He won a few years Three ago. Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which was the, so the 2018 – ceremony and was then nominated again for vice yeah i just fully ugly sobbed for a minute again he's he was spectacular i don't understand why jojo says the the germans yeah oh and this is the is this the point where we're afraid of losing i think he might be but this is the part of the movie that we fully and from now until the end of the movie we completely switch into speaking german no I don't was remember that, not, that at all. Did that just happen on your Apple TV? Well, I watched it on Disney Plus last night and from this point they were all speaking in German. Sometimes my Apple TV just decides that I will be listening to it in German, in, in, like anything in German or Spanish sometimes. Can we pause for a yes, minute and go and check this? Because it was seriously from that point of the movie, it switched into German. Okay. okay. <laughs> and we're back. 
Okay, okay. we're back. <laughs> we just paused the recording to go and check whether or not the last five, ten minutes of Jojo Rabbit is in German for everybody. <laughs> It turns out it's not. Which is good, <laughs> good for me because I had a moment where I was like, wow, it's just swapped into another language and I and I didn't notice. I'm Oh, no, I've lost touch with reality. I thought maybe I had missed that on two viewings, <laughs> one of which was two days well, ago. Well, start- I was startled last night when I was watching because it was one. I look and I know I hadn't remembered, like I've said, like yeah. there were parts that I hadn't remembered. And I was like, oh, I did not remember this happening last night time but it fitted really well but yeah. anyway so I was and you were it. so confident I was like well I always have subtitles on <laughs> yeah so, I do I, so do I and that's why because the subtitles are always on I was like oh lucky the subtitles are on because the subtitle kind of thing hadn't changed mm. like if um it was put into the movie yeah. for the English viewers um so I watched it last night in the lounge room and somehow Disney Plus, which it, it can be a thing, it changes languages on me. It's but no, a few times. It's never happened in the middle of a show. So it didn't even occur to me. But we just went into my bedroom to check, <laughs> to see. And I was like, yeah, this this scene was definitely in German last night. Mm. But random that it picked German as the language last night. See, if it was any other language, yes. you would have noticed. You would have picked up that it well, was not right. We thought, I mean, if they were speaking Spanish, yeah, I would have noticed. I would have noticed. Okay, so the last 10 minutes aren't in German. That was just a special for my own personal private viewing, which actually made it really, really emotive and I thought was a beautiful choice made. Listeners, if you want to try something different, maybe (laughs) do that. Yeah, just turn the last 10 minutes into German. It was at a really, like it was at a perfect moment that it happened. This is when Jojo is telling Elsa about the end of the war and he decides to to lie. So he he talks to Yorkie in English and then he goes home and he starts speaking to Elsa in German and then he has this big dramatic exchange with Hitler where he ends up kicking him out the window because it's dead imaginary Hitler and he is an asshole right now. He's terrible and he's got this head wound. And they're having this big emotive German fight. And in my head last night it was... Tyker's voice being mm. German. <laughs> I do want to look that up. And yeah, see well, we're going to have to go and listen dog. to the last bit to see if you think it sounds the same as him because maybe it was it was yeah. late last night. This was like eleven o'clock at night that this was happening. <laughs> so maybe maybe it was in English and I just started hearing. Ge- who knows? Who knows? But yeah, it was. Re- I thought it was a lovely choice made by the directors to do that. But it no. was a lovely choice made by. <laughs> My TV magic. <laughs> and magic in your television. Yeah, for my own personal private show. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Jojo, I think immediately realises that actually lying to Elsa to keep her with him so that he won't be alone is a terrible, yeah. terrible choice. And so he makes up a plan to get her out of the house and, and show her rather than being able to be up front and say, oh, yeah. I, I don't lied think he to you. understands. I'd no, he's ten. He he's not. Why he lied. He's not thinking ahead, and he doesn't know why he's saying things. And yeah, he's ten at the end of the day. So and have, he's grieving. He's lost his mother. Mm-hmm. The war's over. He's just realised that Hitler's a dick. He's killed his imaginary friend. Yeah. Like, he, well, he was already kind of dead. Yeah. He kicked him out the window. Yeah. Jojo's got a lot on at the moment. Yeah. So he takes Elsa outside. He plans it. 
takes Elsa outside. Admits that he loves her and yeah. she admits that she loves him as a younger brother. Yeah. She slaps him. He deserved that. <laughs> he, he does like, deserve that. You shouldn't slap a child, but eh, she's also a child. Yeah, she's young I'm going to pass it. She's also got a lot Yeah, there's on. trauma. A lot of yeah. tra- trauma's happened. So they go outside and she, and she sees the American soldiers driving mm. around. Um, the fe- like the the tooting of the horns, the, yeah. like liberation. Yeah, the the scenes that we've all seen in movies before, basically. Yeah, but just I don't think I've ever seen that scene in Germany though. Um, Jojo asks Elsa, "What do we do now?" And she starts dancing. Yeah, and then we hear, um, "We can be heroes" by David Bowie in German. Yeah, playing. which I think is in German partly because um. I think that was in his Berlin era when he was Was it actually in German or was it just in German for me? It was actually in <laughs> okay. German. And it ends. It's a beautiful – that's a, such a good song. And it's an uplifting way to end mm. it. Yeah. It's been, you've been put through the emotional ringer. I've cried again while making this podcast just yeah. thinking about <laughs> thinking it. about it. It really made me want to go back and watch um, Beautiful Life oh. again. God, that movie made me cry. Yeah. Loved that. Yeah. yeah. Really made me want to go back and watch that one again. Mm-hmm. But there you go. There's Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Great movie. Inc- it is incredible. Um, All the emotions. <laughs> so you broke the news to me last week that um, – When we discussed <laughs> – would, would there be any – Would any there be a gossip, gossip component – I know because we're kind of struggling on the gossip in the last few movies. We're picking, we're picking kind of benign, mm. act, like actors that don't really have too much scandal around them. Well, certainly not public scandal that we know about. No, the first two movies we people picked. with maybe we're picking movies that have good um, act, actors that have good publicists. Yes, maybe that, that's probably <laughs> it. But. So we were talking about that and then you said, oh, well, you know, Tyka's like dating to be. To dating um, Rita Ora. And I went, what? He's married. I, I'd completely – and you're like, no, they got a di- like they separated last year. And according to Wikipedia, because it was very quiet. Which ne- is how it should be, well, really. Yeah. I mean, because he and his wife, um, who was a pro- his ex-wife who was a producer, who produced Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. among other films – they haven't talked about it publicly, which uh, – oh, nor, nor do they need to. You are not obligated to and they have two young children who are currently all over his Insta as he's um, directing Thor, Love and Thunder mm-hmm. and they are apparently, I guess, co-directing a little bit. <laughs> Good on them. It's very cute. His, his, his daughters are really cute. But, um, yes, I guess the, the gossip component that we have is Taika has crossed over – into the world of tabloid gossip. Yeah. So she's been – like Rita Orr has been here in Australia because Tyke is here in Australia currently. Filming. Filming. And she's been here since Mardi Gras. She she was she oh, performed at Mardi Gras. Cool. So that's March, I think, I think from so. memory. Anywho, on a lighter note, Kate, Speaking of Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. What are we going to be watching next – I thought about this really hard because I wanted something that is more lighthearted. Um, what, Jojo Rabbit wasn't as light, lighthearted enough for you? I literally <laughs> cried while we were recording it because I got sad thinking about Sam Rockwell's beautiful face. Aww. But So I, w- I had been thinking quite hard, what, am, what are we going to watch that is 
a bit a bit lighter and I didn't make my mind up until this morning mm-hmm. but this is one for the whole family mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure you haven't seen. Oh, okay. I love one that I haven't seen. It's the, one for the whole family too. Well, maybe you have but it is one for the whole family and it is one of my favourite movies of all time. Oh, I, I, I've clicked on. The animated classic Spirited Away. Oh, no. I was thinking The Princess Bride. I thought you oh. were going to say The Princess Bride. No. Spirited Away. I do Away. love that though. One of my favourite movies of all time. It's gorgeous. It's on Netflix and you can, like, the dub is good. Yeah. I'm, Netflix has in the last year got really, really good at putting mm. all the um So yeah, all, all of the Studio, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli stuff, stuff is on, on Netflix. Which I nearly is called it Hotel Ghibli. <laughs> Too much hotel talk. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review us. We're everywhere you can get podcasts. Any of the apps were on Spotify. You can find us online at our website, youwatchwhat.net or on Instagram. And we will see you next time. Bye, Bye. everyone.